0: Welcome to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast with your hosts, Kelsey and Brian. This is the podcast where we ask you to take a seat, but not a side.
1: Unless it's mine.
0: No, mine.
1: Three Tomatoes are walking down the street. Papa Tomato, Mama Tomato, and Baby Tomato. Baby Tomato starts lagging behind, and Papa Tomato gets really angry. He goes back and squishes him and says, catch up. Catch up.
0: hee. <laughs> that is a joke from Pulp Fiction, which is the movie that we reviewed for this week's episode. As soon as we heard that part, Brian was like, I'm opening the podcast with that joke.
1: So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But while we have everyone's attention, um, we want to thank everyone again for getting us to 1,000 downloads.
0: That's so crazy, guys. Uh, first of all, excuse my voice. Allergies. Um, but that's so exciting. I mean, we were so excited when we hit 500. We cannot believe we hit 1,000. Um We're just excited that you guys are listening, and we appreciate all the support.
1: So thank you, guys. We are doing three little giveaways. Uh, We are going to be drawing for the giveaways on May 12th, which happens to be our uh, three-year anniversary. And it is a Wednesday, so we'll be doing some sort of live again. For the giveaways, we're going to do a mug with our logo on it and a copy of the Pretty Woman DVD because that's one of Kelsey's favorite movies, and we talked about it last week. We're going to do a mug and a Tombstone DVD, which is one of my favorite movies that we also talked about last week. And then the last prize is going to be a mug with a $25 gift card to Amazon. Now, anyone can enter to get into it. So one way to enter is going to be to write a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple right now, 60 seconds write something nice about us hopefully nice and um we'll throw that name into a hat you can enter up to three times so the other two ways are going to be to is to message us either me kelsey or our facebook page and message us the secret phrase that we say later in the episode And, and we'll let you know what that is and then the third way to enter is to go to our facebook page and share our 1,000th download post. I'm also gonna copy that link into the description here. So wherever you're listening to this, if you look below, you'll see a link to the Facebook page. Click that, click the little share button. We should see that you share it, and then we'll put your name into the bowl too.
0: Well, along the lines of we should see it, um, sometimes with people having Facebook private, It's always on the safe side to message us and let us know that you did share or comment somewhere letting us know that you did share um, just so that way we don't miss you.
1: So we're going to wait here for a little bit while you guys go do that.
0: (laughs) We'll take a quick little break while you all uh, do your clicking. (laughs) It's just a really easy way to support us and to get our name out there. And then in return, we want to thank you guys for all the support you've already given us. So.
1: So three ways to enter. One more time. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. Message us the secret phrase that we say later in the episode. And share the Facebook post.
0: So, for this week's podcast. Brian came up with a game one night while we were just eating dinner. Because, once again, this is how all good games start. Over dinner. (laughs) And... There is a random generator for pretty much anything on the internet. Um, but we found a random generator for actors and actresses. So we're going to take turns generating a name of an actor or an actress. And then whoever does the generating of the name gets to go first. And they're going to name a movie. And then the other person will name a movie. And whoever's movie has the highest score on IMDb gets a point we'll rotate to make it fair so that way you know you both get a chance to kind of say a a movie first and then the first person to 10 points wins the game
1: and once i win we'll talk about pulp fiction a little bit
0: and once i win me kelsey we'll talk about pulp fiction a little bit
1: all right so i will go first okay i have hugh jackman Okay. There's a lot of really good ones.
0: So you go first.
1: I need to think about this for a second. So I'm trying to think of Hugh Jackman's best movie, highest rated movie.
0: I have my pick. I just hope you don't say it.
1: Oh, man.
0: Well, do I have my pick? Hmm. Depending on what you say, I might change my mind.
1: I'm going to go with The Prestige.
0: I'm between two movies. That's a good one, and I feel like you're probably going to beat me. But I'm between two, I think. I think because this one I know for a fact won an Oscar for other parts of it. I'm going to go with Les Mis.
1: So now looking it up, The Prestige comes in at a stellar 8.5 in IMDb.
0: Hard to beat. Hard to beat.
1: Le Miz 7.6.
0: Oh, not even close. I was going to say The Greatest Showman, but that's okay. That's not what I went with.
1: I'm going to guess that one of the X-Men movies might be up there.
0: Possibly, but then it's like, which one? You know what I mean?
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. That's why I'm, I went with The Prestige. I felt pretty good about it.
0: Okay, are you ready for mine? So you have one point. hmm Mine came up with Will Smith. I'm going to go with The Pursuit of Happiness.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good.
0: By the way, obviously there was no prepping for this episode because it's random. So I'm pretty proud of myself for that answer.
1: Like I have my favorite Will Smith movies, but I know that Independence Day isn't going to be rated high on IMDb. Oh, what's a... What's a banger? What's a Will Smith movie banger?
0: I feel like there's a couple, but I'm not helping you.
1: <laughs> there's there's so many options. I'm going to go with a movie I haven't seen. Okay. Ali. Ali. Oh, my God. Bad choice. Bad choice. Did you look it up? Yeah, it's a 6.8.
0: Mine has 8. 8 out of 10.
1: I've never seen it, and that's probably why I've never seen it. Man, there were so many options for Will Smith.
0: I would have thought, like, I Am Legend. Yeah,
1: but I don't think I Am Legend was going to beat Pursuit of Happiness.
0: To be honest with you, even, like, the Bad Boys remakes did really well, I feel like. (sighs)
1: Seven Pounds was a really good movie. Will Smith had a lot of options. I'm an idiot. But I just, I didn't think anyone would beat, anything that I thought of wasn't going to beat Pursuit of Happiness.
0: It's almost always safe to go with, like, movies, though, that are about, like, people's lives, like, real people's lives, because usually those do a little bit better, and usually those win the Oscars and all that stuff. So, not a bad Hail Mary. Just didn't really pan out the way you expected.
1: All right. I have Matt Damon.
0: All righty, then. Well, we know it's not the Great Wall of China movie. he (laughs) did.
1: So he doesn't have to be like a leading actor in the movie, right? It's any movie that he's in.
0: Just has to be in it. I think I know what you're gonna say.
1: Then I am going with Interstellar.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go with Goodwill Hunting.
1: That this is gonna be close. Interstellar has an eight point six.
0: Oh, Goodwill Hunting has an eight point three. That is so close
1: actually kind of crazy how many good movies he's been in then because i bet the board movies are all in the high sevens the martian's gonna be high
0: he just isn't well he was the lead actor in the martian right
1: yeah he's like the only actor in the martian
0: that's just so funny to think about i mean the born identity movies probably did pretty well but i don't know about imdb wise probably just money wise they did pretty well
1: so i'm just gonna look up the original The original was 7.7.
0: Wow. So still wouldn't have been up there, though. So for the score, Brian has two points, and I have one. And it is my turn to start.
1: So Kelsey and I look at IMDb ratings a lot. We talk about them a lot. Just to give you an idea of, like, what a good score is, I feel like best movie of all time, level good let's say top 10 movies of all time are pushing high eights and low nines um anything that's really good is going to be in the you know low to mid eights anything that is darn good is in the high sevens i mean the way i see it is anything over a 7 is something that i kind of want to watch even if I don't think I'll like it. And then once you get under seven, you start getting into kind of has to be the right genre. I know it's that's shallow to look at it that way, but there's so many movies out there to watch. So if it doesn't have a good overall score, might not waste my time with it.
0: A six can be something entertaining still. It just might not be something that's going to be winning any awards for maybe the writing or the acting itself
1: yeah like a lot of those corny action movies that are just there for like explosions like conair conair's probably a 6 point something or like white house down is probably a 6 point something like they're not good movies but they're watchable if that's the right genre for you or a lot of these like uh, love movies that kelsey likes probably in the 6s but once you start getting over 7 it's pretty good once you get over 8 they're getting really good, and then anything high eight is, is is like a all timer. So, Interstellar coming in at eight point six mean it means it's one of the best movies of all time, probably top twenty five if I looked at the list.
0: For sure, but we can't talk about this anymore because we might start giving away answers. Alrighty, time to generate. Oh, here's a heavy hitter. Tom Hanks. Now all my instincts want to go with one of my all-time favorites, but let me just think for a second. No, I'm not going to do that.
1: He has a lot of good ones, too.
0: I know that. Oh, everything in me wants to go with a very certain movie, but I just don't know if it's just a cult classic and that's why it's so loved, or if it's actually a high-rating movie.
1: I really think, I'm not going to help you any more than this, I think you should go with your
0: heart. I'm going with Forrest Gump. I'm going with Forrest Gump. It's like picking Michigan in March Madness. You don't know what's going to happen, but I love Forrest Gump. It's my favorite movie.
1: Yeah, I I would have been shocked if you didn't pick Forrest Gump.
0: I feel like I'm going to be mad at myself, though. I feel like I'm going to be mad at myself. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Final answer.
1: There's a lot to pick from. Apollo thirteen is gonna be up there. Stop,
0: Brian! Stop.
1: Castaway is gonna be up there. But I'm gonna go with Saving Private Ryan.
0: Forrest Gump, eight point eight. Eight point eight. See, like I, it's pretty high.
1: When you come out and say Forrest Gump right away, it's it's hard to top.
0: Uh, But you might top it. You have that look on your face.
1: Saving Private Ryan is an eight point six.
0: Oh, I just beat you by point two. That's crazy.
1: So again, these are two of the top probably twenty five movies of all time based on IMDb score.
0: So we're tied two to two. Oh, I'm so glad I went with Forrest Gump.
1: I have Tom Cruise.
0: Okay, that's hard to think about. By the way, if you do Mission Impossible, you have to specify which Mission Impossible you're referring to.
1: And I don't know which of them are considered good or bad. I don't think I'm going to go that way.
0: Me neither, honestly.
1: I'm going to go with A Few Good Men.
0: A.K.A., if you refer back to one of our older episodes... A movie where there's literally only a few good men in it. (laughs) That's a really good one. That's a really good one. I was kind of sitting over here thinking, I think I'm going to go with Top Gun. It's a cult classic though. So once again, I could just be thinking it's better than it actually is.
1: Does Tom Cruise not have a better movie than those two?
0: Kind of battling with um Jerry Maguire or um what's it called? Days of Thunder,
1: yeah. Days of Thunder wouldn't be up there, Jerry Maguire probably is, but t- Tom Cruise doesn't have like a a movie in the eights. That can't be right. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that part out. Until oh look my at
0: gosh! Oh my gosh, Top Gun has a 6.9. It really is just a cult classic, huh? I mean, it's still good, but it's certainly not phenomenal.
1: A Few Good Men comes in at a high seven. It's a 7.7. So that's still considered a really good movie. Tom Cruise doesn't have a movie better than these. Like, Tom Cruise doesn't have a movie in the eights. He has to.
0: I wonder how the original Mission Impossible did.
1: We're not moving on until I look at this. No, so every movie I'm looking at has them in the sevens. Mission Impossible, Eyes Wide Shut, Jerry Maguire, The Last Samurai. So that might be it.
0: All right. The score is three to two, Brian.
1: I'm pretty sure this list is just actors, not actresses, by the way.
0: Oh. That's okay. Sorry about that. Guess I was uh, being a little bit sexist there. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Well, I was hoping you'd show up, sir. The Dark Knight.
1: (laughs) Really? I'm over here doing a happy dance because I'm pretty sure that Shawshank Redemption is the number one IMDb movie of all time.
0: Brian, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. I went into that. Full-spirited.
1: I do think that Dark Knight is also in the top 10, but Shawshank Redemption is number one, I believe.
0: Oh, shut your mouth and look up your score. I'm so mad. I was so confident. 9.3.
1: Nine.
0: Wow, that's kind of crazy that he's in both of those movies and they're so high-rated. I'm not surprised. Moving on, and you finally pushed ahead.
1: All right, a little different genre here. Jim Carrey. Hmm. Now, I know what my favorite comedy is of his. I'm just wondering if it's going to have a high IMDb score. Usually comedies don't fare so well on here.
0: I think I know what I'm going to go with, depending on what you say.
1: Okay, and this is going to give you a free answer. I think the best Jim Carrey movie is Dumb and Dumber, but I think based on IMDb scores, I'm going to go with The Truman Show.
0: This could be stupid, but I'm going to kind of throw this one out there because I don't think that you would have thought of it, but I feel like it's going to have a high rating. I'm going to go with The Grinch.
1: We are all over the place on this one.
0: I mean... It's a Christmas classic.
1: The Truman Show has an
0: 8.1. Oh, The Grinch did not do very well in the IMDb world. 6.2. Not even close.
1: So then I looked up Dumb and Dumber. And it has a 7.3, which is kind of goes back to my point. Dumb and Dumber is objectively one of the best five comedies of all time. In my opinion, it's the best comedy of all time, and it only has a 7.3. Not that that's a bad score, but that puts it maybe like in the top borderline top 250 movies of all time. So yeah, comedies definitely do not fare well on scores like this. What's the score?
0: I believe the score is 5 to 2. Yeah, that's right. All right. Sylvester Stallone. And I get to go first. I'm going to go with Rocky. The OG Rocky movie.
1: Hmm. I'm wondering if I want to go the Rocky route and try to out-Rocky you. Or throw out John Rambo.
0: You think another Rocky movie did better than the original Rocky movie?
1: Just because you said that, I'll go with Rocky 2.
0: Fine. Original Rocky eight point one. Rocky two seven point three. Woohoo! Five to three, baby. I'm catching up.
1: I wasn't even thinking of Rocky two. I was thinking of Rocky four, which also has a bad score. But when he fights the Russian, that's my favorite Rocky. If he dies, he dies.
0: So, five
1: to three? Oh, interesting. What? Kurt Russell. And I say interesting because we just reviewed one of his movies last week.
0: We just watched Tombstone.
1: I'm going to go with Tombstone.
0: So he's not, so you went with Tombstone. I'm a little angry with you because, to be honest, I'm not super familiar with a lot of Kurt Russell's films. But I do recall that he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He had a really small part. But I know, or at least I think, that that movie did really well. I don't know if it did Tombstone well. but. Which, by the way, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies, just like the Pulp Fiction review that we're going to do. was also Quentin Tarantino, obviously. I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Will you look it up for me?
1: So Tombstone comes in at 7.8.
0: Oh. Not as high as I would have thought.
1: So knowing that, do you think you win or do you think you lose?
0: I know it won a lot of awards, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything.
1: This is one of the closest ones that we've had, 7.6.
0: What was yours, 7.8? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. So what is that, 6 to 3? Yep. Every time I think I'm catching up with you. I thought that was tricky of me too, because he's not a big part of it. I thought that would like, kind of like the Matt Damon thing. Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> I can think of a lot of movies, but I can't think of any that are phenomenal, which is going to make this really funny.
1: I can only think of two or three.
0: I mean, every instinct in me wants to go with the Scooby Doo live action movie, but. I'm going to go with the original. Now, typically horror movies actually don't do very well. But I'm going to go with I Know What You Did Last Summer, the first one. Oh. No, I feel pretty secure in my answer, but I just thought of another movie.
1: The only other movie I can think of that he's even in is She's All That.
0: I was just thinking of that movie right after you said that. I don't think it did very well, but I was thinking about it as soon as you said it. That's a funny one because he literally doesn't really have that many probably like outstanding films.
1: She's All That has a 5.9. When Kelsey wants to drag me to one of her stupid movies, my threshold is I will only go to a movie that she chooses if it's over a 6 on IMDb.
0: One second, there were so many. I know what you did last summer's that I have to find the right one. What did you say yours was?
1: 5.9.
0: Mine was a 5.7. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. gosh.
1: Yeah, horror movies don't do well.
0: I feel bad for talking so much smack on him, so I'm just going to take a quick look to see if there's any movies that we forgot about that are actually really good. I mean, not really. I could be wrong, but.
1: (laughs) So just for your ease of mind, the original Scooby-Doo has a 5.1.
0: That makes me feel a lot better, to be honest. You know, he's kind of transitioned towards directing now, I think, or more behind the scenes stuff. So I don't feel too bad for him. I mean. After all, he's got a really hot wife, and he's doing perfectly fine in his life. So Who's he married to, to? He's married to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sarah Michelle Gellar.
1: Oh, that's funny, because he was in Scooby Doo with her.
0: Yeah, I think that's how they met. Wait, and I know what you did last summer. That's funny. Well, it was meant to be, I guess.
1: So we're at 7 to 3, hey?
0: Yep. Oh, I cannot believe that's the score. I said yep so optimistically. Yep. Like as if I'm not losing by a lot.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: This could be one of those other tricky ones.
1: I think that this is one of those ones where I just know that it is higher than you can go. I don't think that you're going to be able to beat Inception.
0: That's very true. I don't think I would be able to either. I don't want to say Titanic, though, because I don't think that Titanic's IMDb rating is probably as high as we all think it is. I could be wrong. I'm going to go with... Uh, I feel like I'm going to regret this, but I just remember... I remember it being a heavily nominated movie. Revolutionary Road. But you know what? Now that I think about it... Uh, final answer... God, he's in so many good movies. He's in
1: so many good movies. Wait a
0: minute. The one where he fights the bear.
1: That's The Revenant.
0: He won his Oscar for that.
1: I'll let you change it.
0: No. I, I don't that's think, not fair.
1: I don't think anything beats Inception, so I'll let you pick whatever you want. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair.
0: Okay, I'm going to go with that one.
1: He does have a lot of really good movies. Gangs of New York, Titanic, obviously, The Departed.
0: Wolf of Wall Street.
1: But... I'm pretty sure Inception wins.
0: The Revenant is an 8, which is honorable.
1: It beats any Tom Cruise movie.
0: True. Just to look it up, Revolutionary Road was a 7.3. So that would have been a bad choice.
1: And Inception is an 8.8.
0: Oh my God. Do I even stand a chance at this point?
1: So that's the second really high score that we've gotten from a Christopher Nolan movie. So let's just talk about Christopher Nolan for a little bit. He is by far my favorite director out there right now, or ever. I was just talking to a couple of friends about how much I don't care for Quentin Tarantino movies. So I wasn't really looking forward to the Pulp Fiction movie that we just watched. But when Christopher Nolan signs up for a project... And it comes out like two years in advance. That's like two years that I'm just like gripping with excitement to watch one of his movies. So I'm going to read you some Christopher Nolan movies. And I feel like maybe all but one or two of these is going to be over eight on IMDb.
0: This might be a little risky. You don't know what names we're going to generate.
1: You want me to hold off to, and read these?
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll hold off. The Christopher Nolan time will come.
1: Eight to
0: three. Daniel Radcliffe, if you say Harry Potter, you must specify which Harry Potter you are referring to. Honestly, not a huge Harry Potter fan, so I'm going to just kind of throw one out there. Because it's worth it. It's worth risking it for the biscuit on this one. I'm going to go with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Very specific, but I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I'm going to throw that one out there.
1: I'm less of a Harry Potter fan, and I'm going to go with Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I've not seen a single one of these movies.
0: Mine's pretty good. 8.1.
1: 7.4 for me.
0: Yay, I haven't won one in so long.
1: 8.1's pretty high. I wonder if that's probably the highest rated Harry Potter movie.
0: I don't want to say anything because I don't know enough about it, but I think this might have been the final one. I don't know enough about it. Don't come for me. I'm sorry if it's not, but it's definitely later on in the series, so if it's not the final one, it's getting there. Oh, my gosh. You don't want to know the budget on a movie like that. Holy cow. I'll tell you. $125 million. Actually, that's not as much as I thought it would be. Now I feel really stupid. Christopher Nolan movies that you were just ranting about probably have triple that. Yes. Still a lot of money. But I guess not in the movie world. Are you looking up one? Look up the budget on that airplane movie. The one with Nick Jonas in it. It's
1: not, a, it's not an airplane movie. It's a war movie where they happen to be in an airplane sometimes.
0: They're almost always in an airplane no, in that movie.
1: It's literally... By style, broken up into three parts. And one of the parts is the pilot's perspective. So probably 33% of the movie, one-third, they're in an airplane.
0: We're talking about the same movie, right?
1: Yeah, with Tom Hardy, right?
0: Not Dunkirk.
1: Oh, I'm talking about Dunkirk.
0: No, that's where they're on the island, right?
1: That's where people are stranded on the island, but you get Tom Hardy's perspective of the movie... um, Tom Hardy's in The Airplane. Yeah, Jonas, the Jonas Brothers in that movie.
0: Mm -mm. Harry Styles is in Dunkirk. Yeah,
1: you're right, Harry Styles. What's the difference between Harry Styles and Nick Jonas?
0: Um, Harry Styles was in One Direction and now has a successful solo career. And Nick Jonas was in The Jonas Brothers and then became a solo career and then went back to The Jonas Brothers.
1: So what movie are you thinking of?
0: The Airplane One.
1: I think you're thinking of Midway, and that's not Christopher Nolan.
0: Oh, it's kind of his style. Easily confusable. Who directed that one?
1: Ronald Emmerich.
0: Hmm. This could get us going on a whole tangent because there's been some phenomenal war movies that have come out. Since you and I have been together, because I don't feel like I would have gone out and seen them without dating you or without being married to you. But that could be a whole episode on its own. So we're not even going to go there.
1: Looking at other budgets, 125 is actually up there. So, like the big blockbusters coming out are all around 200 million. So, 125 is, is up there.
0: I know. I'm just surprised. I was so shocked by it. I'm sure there's way bigger budgets. Maybe it's because we just paid for our sighting and that price shocked me. So, seeing 125 million, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus.
1: We're at 8 to 4. Mel Gibson. And I am not going to even think about this one. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going with Braveheart.
0: How am I supposed to beat Braveheart? I'm going to go with Passion of the Christ. I don't know. That probably isn't up there. Not terrible. 7.2. That movie was hard to watch. Not in, like, a the movie's not good kind of way, just difficult to watch, obviously. I already know the point is yours.
1: Braveheart has an (laughs) 8.3. There it is. 9 to 4, game point.
0: I'm so bummed. This is a good one. Brad Pitt.
1: Ooh. Now
0: it brings up a battle, though. Could you say a movie that's already been picked? Sure. I don't think I'm going to, but I'm just saying, could you? I'm gonna go with... I feel like I'm not thinking of enough movies to pick from. I'm just... I'm gonna, gonna like, miss one. That's really good. Fudgicals. I'm going to go with Inglorious Bastards, which is my other favorite Quentin Tarantino movie Fight Club. Hmm. Maybe. I'm not saying that's a landslide win. I don't think that's a landslide.
1: Oh, it's a landslide.
0: Oh, for real?
1: 8.8. 8. I beat you on one of your favorite movies that we've reviewed before.
0: I just want to point out, though, not by a landslide. Glorious Bastard is 8.3.
1: Oh, wow. That's actually really good.
0: Not the closest battle we've ever had, but...
1: How didn't you say Fight Club?
0: I didn't think it was that high. Why didn't I think it was that high? I don't know.
1: It's one of your favorites.
0: You know what, though? It was when I was like in high school, but I feel like re-watching it recently... Made me not like it as much.
1: Okay, that's a 10 to 4 landslide victory for ya boy.
0: That was really embarrassing for me.
1: I'm just going to read off some of these Christopher Nolan movies now. If you hear any of these movies that you haven't seen, they're all must-watches.
0: And real quick, they're all must-watches for Brian. So I will let you know from the female perspective if they're actually must-watches. Go ahead, Brian.
1: okay, so actually, the first his first big movie was um memento. I actually didn't like it too much. It was very confusing, even for Christopher Nolan's standards. um but I'm not gonna review these. I'm just gonna read them memento Batman begins their prestige the Dark Knight inception The Dark Knight Rises Interstellar. Dunkirk and Tenet.
0: I feel like the only one I haven't seen, or the only one that I can't say that I've seen for sure, is the first one, Memento. All of Batman movies, obviously, always worth a watch. Don't come for me. Dunkirk wasn't my favorite. It was just a little confusing at times to know exactly what was going on. Tenet, I feel like I have to watch that movie four more times to fully know what was going on um inception i didn't give much of a chance to i probably should give it another chance
1: yeah all of his recent movies so the the batman trilogy was pretty straightforward really 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 good but his most recent sets of movies inception interstellar dunkirk tenet they're all very intricate they all have some sort of time lapse or play on time in it
0: or different dimensions. There's always like different dimensions you can be in. I didn't like Love Interstellar, but that's cuz I don't really like space movies. I mean, that's not a surprise to you, like any space movie, but I th- I still think it was good. Like it was a well-made movie. It's just not my type of movie.
1: Yeah, that's what makes this movie so good though. Is that they're all even if you don't like the movie, they're so well-made. The visuals, the the fact that, the, just the concept be- behind Inception and Tenet, if you haven't seen that yet, and Interstellar, the concepts behind the entire plot, they're just ripe for plot holes. But you can't really find them in his movies, and that's marvelous.
0: They're very intricate. Very intricately designed is a good way to put it.
1: So with how much I love Christopher Nolan, how about we make him this secret phrase?
0: Yeah. What's funny is we already knew it was going to be the secret phrase because we just knew some at some point Brian was going to bring up Christopher Nolan. So Christopher Nolan is the secret phrase. Message it to us on the Take a Seat Not Aside podcast Facebook or Instagram. It's probably the easiest way you can be entered. And why not? You know?
1: You can message me or Kelsey personally, too. Just message us the words Christopher Nolan. Do not talk smack about him. And we'll throw your name into the drawing, and you'll get a chance to win the $25 gift card.
0: All righty. Guys, we encourage you to play this game. This game was super fun. Um, we could do actresses next time that we decide to play this game. I'm really sorry. I didn't realize that it wouldn't generate actresses, too, but that's my bad. In the future. Now we know. So should we move on to the movie review?
1: Yeah, let's move on to Quentin Tarantino for a little bit. I never like his movies, whereas Christopher Nolan's movies are unique because they are very scientific. Quentin Tarantino movies are very popular to me because they're just so weird. Like, he's just a weird dude.
0: Well, maybe it's my turn to speak on this director because he is one of my personal favorite directors, I think that his movies a lot of times follow a certain pattern or design, kind of like how you see a lot of like things with time and dimensions in Christopher Nolan movies. Like there's always a monologue, there's always certain designs to certain scenes that are similar, there's always multiple pieces of a story that then come together, there's like flashbacks to like scenes like like in Pulp Fiction, we know that, spoiler alert, we know Don Travolta's character dies, right? We watch him die. But then he shows up in scenes after that because it's just nothing's in order all the way through. You know what I mean? I always found that very interesting. To name some of my favorites, uh Once Upon a Time Hollywood and Glorious Bastards. I love those movies. The dialogue is always so interesting. He focuses more on dialogue, I think, than anything. I like Django Unchained. It was good. I mean, Kill Bill. I like Kill Bill. Brian does not. He just made a face.
1: Oh, shoo me.
0: I don't like Reservoir Dogs. Wasn't a big fan of it. Um, Hateful Eight. Ugh. Another one of my not favorites of his. So, I mean, like Christopher Nolan is to you, I feel like Quentin Tarantino kind of is to me.
1: And that hurts my head, because to me, Christopher Nolan is the best director to ever walk the earth.
0: Sorry. It's just my style of movie, I guess.
1: I will say, the first time we watched Pulp Fiction, we watched it about four years ago. Kelsey fell asleep, of course. I tried to get through it. I had to turn it off, too. It wasn't doing it for me. So when we pulled that name out of the hat uh, on Wednesday, wasn't excited about it. But being the troopers that we are, we we will watch anything that we pull out of that suggestion bucket. Even if we pull out frickin' Fifty Shades of Grey like someone suggested.
0: (laughs) Which we might very well.
1: On rewatch, it was much better than I remember it
0: hundred percent. I think we just didn't give it a chance. Like maybe I was just too tired and maybe you just were instantly thinking, oh, Quentin Tarantino, I'm not going to be into it. Even the beginning dialogue, the beginning scene, if you really pay attention, it actually was a really good movie.
1: When you say Quentin Tarantino movies are known for their dialogue, that is how I would describe this movie. Every scene, every even every minor scene, has great dialogue between characters. The opening scene when the couple's at the diner, um, I, I, the, one, the scene that really sticks to my mind is when they were trying to save that girl who overdosed. And they're yelling about, like, where's the book? Where's what? Where's the book? I didn't see a book. Well, I have a book. Like, to write that dialogue into a script is is hilarious to me because that's that's exactly how a fight would go in that situation.
0: And like the perfect timing, like the timing of the dialogue delivery with everything is so good. And I think that comes from the fact that he uses a lot of the same actors and he uses really great actors. I mean, they're phenomenal.
1: And then the movie was a lot funnier than I remember it.
0: Oh, for sure. Like little bits of humor. Quentin Tarantino was in there. He always, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he always makes an appearance in his films at some point. Like, he didn't really play an important character, but that's not what matters. It's just funny that he's always in there in some way.
1: So between the fact that it made me laugh quite a bit, actually, and how good the dialogue was, the story even made a lot more sense this time. I don't know if I was, like, multitasking last time more than I was this time.
0: I I, I agree. I was the same way. I just must have been distracted and wasn't paying enough attention.
1: So I guess if you've seen Pulp Fiction before and you don't think that it was really good, maybe watch it a second time because take it from us, the second time around was much better.
0: And there's a reason it's a classic. It's a, There's a reason it's a favorite. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it comes in at an 8.8 on IMDb, which puts it at the number eight movie of all time. And when I saw that before, I thought people were higher than the kite. Now I get it. I don't know if I would put it top ten for me. No, I mean, I, I'll just come out and say I wouldn't, but it's really good. So over an eight for sure for me, eight point,
0: 8.2. I feel like to some of the, um, what I instantly thought of, you know, the end of The Departed where suddenly like everyone starts getting shot and you're almost shocked by it. You're like, whoa, how can they kill so many characters in such a small period of time? This movie reminded me of that. And you're nodding your head because you can kind of see it too. Like every time somebody's shot, it's so unexpected. It's like this jump scare. I don't know how else to describe it. I instantly thought of the end of The Departed where it's like, whoa, these are all main characters. And I'm not necessarily saying that it's always a main character that's dying in Pulp Fiction. But still, every time someone gets shot, you're shocked by it. You're like, whoa, they really didn't hold back on killing that person.
1: Well, like, when John Travolta walks out of the bathroom and Bruce Willis has the gun pointed at him, you're like, all right, how is he going to get out of this situation? Boiler alert, does not.
0: Yeah. Or there's a scene where they're, like, driving in a car, and there's a guy in the back seat, and the guy just turns around to talk to him, and they hit, like, a—well, he claims they hit, like, a speed bump in the road or a bump in the road, and the gun just goes off. And there's blood everywhere. It's like, sorry if you're not into gory movies, obviously. Don't watch this movie if you're not into gory movies. But it's very like, don't watch any of Quentin Tarantino's movies if you're not into bloody scenes and that grosses you out. Probably not the director for you. Um, But it was just like a shocking moment. It's like, what the heck? And just one more point to this movie. One more point that's going to drive it home. Listen to this cast. John Travolta. Uma Thurman. Samuel L. Jackson. Bruce Willis. Christopher Walken. Is in the movie at one point. Every time I think of him, though, I think of the Natalie Wood case. Look it up. You'll never be able to look at Christopher Walken the same again. If you're into conspiracy theories like me. Just so many famous actors. I mean, I don't think we need to sell you on it. Obviously, a lot of people like this movie. But if you need a push to give it a second chance, here's your push. You're welcome.
1: So I said 8.2 on rewatch.
0: I'm going to go a little bit higher because I like Quentin Tarantino movies. I'm going to give it a 8.6. Not my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie still, but very high.
1: And on that note, we'll close with you giving your favorite Tarantino movie, and I'll give my favorite Nolan movie.
0: I think I kind of already did, but if I had to pick... Between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Inglorious Bastards, I think I would go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I like the true crime aspect of it because there's the Charles Manson and the Manson family in there. But I don't want to spoil it, but the ending kind of makes you happy in a way. So I'll leave it at that.
1: And then for me, the Dark Knight trilogy overall. Are probably number two, three, and four in my favorite Nolan movies. But Tenet, that came out last year, I think that's my favorite Nolan movie right now.
0: Do you think we could swap? Do you think you could even pick a favorite Tarantino movie if I put you on the spot? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction?
1: It's the only one that I've liked so far.
0: And I think for Christopher Nolan, I'm gonna go with The Dark Knight.
1: All right, guys, thank you for joining us. We will be live again Wednesday. Remember, we are doing our drawing on May 12th, so go share our posts. Message us with Christopher Nolan in the message, and review this on Apple if you haven't yet. Thanks.